Hey there, and welcome to Now a Mem. This is a new podcast series to discuss what it's like to be a man in the 21st century, and how feminist issues are relevant to the lives of men and boys. It's been set up by researchers in the Centre for Research into Violence and Abuse at Durham University in the UK. My name is Dr Stephen Burrell, and I'm a Leverhulme Early Career Fellow. The podcast is mainly hosted by myself and Sandy Ruxton, who's an Honorary Research Fellow. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Stephen. So each episode is going to be based around a conversation with an expert. That could be a practitioner, an activist, an academic, someone who's got an in-depth knowledge of the issues we're going to be looking at. And we'll be asking them about their work and the research they're doing, as well as exploring their own personal experiences of doing work related to masculinity and gender equality and how they got involved in the area. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Now and Men. Uh, this is a bit of a special kind of one-off episode because Sandy and I were just recently attending uh, the Men Engage Europe members meeting which takes place uh, once every few years and this time uh, it was taking place in Seville in Spain. Um, and so this is the European branch of the Men Engage Alliance which is a global network of organisations who are working with men and boys for gender equality. And so coinciding with the meeting uh, was a demonstration in Seville um, and in cities across Spain, which takes place every year on the 21st of October. Um, And it's about men in particular standing up against men's violence towards women. And this felt like such a kind of special and unique event to be a part of that we really wanted to record an episode of Now and Men at the the March, uh, speaking to some of the people who were taking part in it about why they were there and and what their observations were on the experience. Um, So we speak to four people in the episode. First of all, Miguel Lazaro, who's based in Spain. He was one of the organisers of these activities. He's also the vice president of Masculinidad es Beta and member of the Men Engage Iberia Network. We also speak to Anna Linkfist, who's the director of Men in Sweden. Um, We speak to Colin Kelly Ryan, who's head of programs at the Men's Development Network in Ireland. And then lastly, we speak to Yoni van der Sand, who's the global co-director of the Men Engage Alliance's Global Secretariat. Um, so because we did record the podcast uh, while we were on the march, uh, the sound quality is a bit ropier than normal in places, so we apologise for that. But we hope you still find it interesting and inspiring to listen to. Uh, so hi Sandy, we're here in uh, Seville currently uh, for the Men Engage Europe uh, members meeting. And we're actually uh, currently on a, a demonstration uh, against men's violence against women um, and there's a lot of people here and this is something we'd never really see uh, or we haven't seen uh, recently in the UK so I was just wondering what your kind of reflections were on, on the protest and what's what's going on. Hi Stephen, well it's just amazing to be here really because um, we have so many people here um, men and women you know protesting against men's violence against women yeah. and uh, you know you just wouldn't see this kind of local community activism in the UK I don't think and you know I wish one day we would because really we need to get our act together and uh, learn from what they're doing over here in Spain they've they've got much more of a history I think of you know pro-feminist activism men's groups um, you know marches um, and I think we need to learn from that yeah no, I, I, I agree. I mean, um, it, it's interesting, you know, in the wake of the murder of Sarah Everard in the UK, there's been a lot more discussion, more people getting involved, asking what they can do, including quite a lot of men. So maybe this is something which we could, you know, seriously try and think about instigating, you know, in the UK more is this kind of actual 
obviously we want to be doing work and education and engagement with men and boys, but also this more like social movement building and activism and uh, yeah, protest, I suppose. Yeah. And one of the things that's so interesting here, I mean, we've got uh, men engaged members from about 30 countries across Europe who are present at this, uh, this workshop. And, and actually, you know, many of the issues that they're encountering and dealing with around men's violence against women are very, very similar. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're learning how to deal with it in different ways. But um, yeah. um, there's a lot of expertise that we can draw upon here. I mean, yes. I think, you know, we, we've just done this um, book, you know, Men's Activism to End um, Violence Against Women, yeah. with colleagues in Spain, with colleagues in Sweden. Mm. And, uh, you know, the context of each country is slightly yes. different. Yes. And we need yeah. to, you know, try yeah. and understand those contexts. Yeah. And obviously, in the UK, you know, it feels like we've got a slightly more professionalised yes. approach than they have yeah. here in Spain. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, in Sweden, they have a sort of gender equality discourse, which is very yes. prominent. Yes. But actually, some of the activists argue that that can be a block because yeah, you know yeah. there's an assumption that they have a gender equality yes. equal Sweden already. Yes. And that well, therefore, how could done. how could violence take place yeah. against women when? you know, we're gender equal. Yes, so, yes. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can just see in the background that our Men Engaged colleagues are, are dancing with, as well, which just shows, I suppose, yeah. that these protests can also be joyful as well as, as angry. Yeah, um, I think we should interview one or two of them in a minute. Yes, I think you're right. Let's, let's try and do that. Thanks, Sandy. We're just currently here with Miguel, who uh, is from Men Engage Iberia. Uh, hi, Miguel. Thank you for speaking to us. Can you perhaps just tell us a little bit about what's going on here? We're currently on a demonstration. Can you explain what the demonstration is, what it's all about, how it came about? Yeah. Hello. Uh, well, this is a, a demonstration of men against against gender-based violence. Um, this is like a demonstration we are holding every year, every 21st of October. Usually, there these are like very small concentrations of men, like uh, trying to to raise awareness how VAW uh, violence against women is a men's issue. But this year is very special because we are celebrating the 15th anniversary of the first demonstration in Spain. That it was actually here in Seville in 2006 the first demonstration of men against gender-based violence. So this day, since then, like all the men, men for gender equality movement in Spain has been celebrating this 21st of October every year, but now we are gathering a very, I don't know how many hundred people we are here, maybe 600, 700, maybe, mm. I don't know, roughly, and, and it's so, so incredible, so energetic, yeah? yeah. Why did it start happening in the first place? What, what prompted the first march? It was uh, Jose Saramago, the Portuguese uh, like uh, literature Nobel Prize. He was on, on Spanish TV in, by the, this year. He was saying this like um, uh, gender violence is a men's problem, which is uh, like suffered by women. Some women suffer this men's problem and uh, like he said I would like men going to the streets like 
saying something about this. And this group of, of men here in Seville, they, say, they, they really felt like, okay, yeah, he's completely right, we should do something, and they did it. And it was like a very small gathering, but it started something, and now we are here, and may, we hope next year it will be even bigger and bigger, and that it will be hopefully replicated in other countries, in other mm -hmm. places. This is what we actually hope. Yeah. And this is going on all over Spain today? Yeah, in Madrid, and in, in, in Toledo, in Elche, in Barcelona. There were, there were other, other concentrations and, and, and demonstrations as well. Yeah. So it seems like you have like a real movement of men who are active against violence towards women. It's really powerful. I feel like we could learn from it in, in the UK. Yeah, well, it's not, we hope, we, I mean, Oh, uh, we wish it was really like powerful, mm. but yeah, it's like over 20 years like that there are organized yeah. groups of men like that, that are working on these things and, and actually like uh, thinking on the on the gender construction, their masculinity, what they can do, how they can influence uh, lobby institutions, how can they get rich other men for yeah to change things mm -hmm. and um, and this is getting bigger and bigger with the last for the last years with this the me too movement and so on like more and more men are really feeling uh, like they that they are feeling that they should do something with yeah. with this yeah. and they are feeling responsible accountable yeah. and uh, and yeah we, we feel we are in a moment of change mm. and we really hope uh, things will get better in the sense like more men will will uh, will work for gender equality yeah. will um, let's say in interact with their peers mm. with other men say mm. like being less uh, complicit mm. with their with their friends and colleagues at work and and really telling them like some behave behaviors or whatever things that are very very accepted mm. that that should not be tolerated yeah, yeah. what about the response of women's organizations and the feminist movement more generally i mean i imagine they're quite positive but on the other hand there could be some downsides they might say oh well there's here's a men's movement which no, is going to take I, over or actually always this 21st of, of october we were it was always like um, appealing men to go on the demonstrations in November 25th. So one of the of the aims of these demonstrations was like, okay, men, you should go to this demonstration November to end against, I mean, end violence against women. And uh, yeah, women. I mean, there are many women participating in the in this demonstration. With the music is a group of women that they are giving here with the drums and so on and uh, they, they they are actually like happy we are not occupying their spaces we are not talking for them we are just talking to other men so it's really like smooth with with this they are happy with with this kind of of actions definitely oh it's amazing it's really inspiring thank you and we'll let you get back to the march okay thank you so much <laughs> thank, Let's you. Go. thank you
I think we're near the Cathedral of Sevilla and there's the rally going on now, so it's pretty amazing. Could you just tell us a little bit, Anna, about um, your experiences of this, well, perhaps a bit about your organization and, and how, you, how you're feeling being here today at this uh, protest? Um, yes, sure. Uh, so I'm working for a Swedish organization called MEN that is doing work on men and masculinities to prevent gender-based violence and, and promote gender equality. Uh, and we are here in Sevilla together with um, several of our colleagues from around Europe in a Men Engage Europe network meeting that uh, is going on for three days. But parallel to that, there is also a really big um, Spanish conference happening uh, with um, trying to develop a feminist agenda on work, with, on work with men and masculinities and to try to unite forces uh, from different parts of the civil society, but also official people to, um, to see how we can advance and sort of set up new goals for this work. So there's actually sort of two parallel sessions and specifically tonight there's a manifestation or a demonstration um, for men standing up against uh, men's violence in its different forms. So it's really, yeah, that's what's happening right now. Thank you. I mean, uh, yeah, how does it feel to be on the demonstration? I mean, do you have these kind of things happening in Sweden or is this quite a, a unique experience for you? Yeah, actually I'm trying to, of course there has been, um, we have done things like public, um, not perhaps demonstrations like this, like walking in the streets, but of course um, rallies uh, trying to get men to stand up against uh, men's violence and show that they are also there sort of taking this issue seriously and taking their part of the responsibility. But I would say that usually we are participating in events and, and initiatives that are, are moved forward by the feminist movement and the broader women's movement in Sweden. So we try to be there, but not, not, not something like this. And I mean, it's been quite a lot of people here um, and it's and men of all ages and yeah. with different messages and it's really nice. Yeah. Maybe you could just say a little bit more about the Spanish conference going on because Stephen and I haven't been to it. You know, you said it was about um, bringing together you know, those who are working with men, with the feminist movement. How, how easy or difficult do you think that challenge is? From what um, you've heard at the conference. My sense is that in Spain, they, there's been a long tradition of men's groups, sort of progressive men's groups coming together to do sort of inner work and, and, um, and anti-patriarchal work in some ways. And there's also quite a strong strand of academia on men and masculinity, or at least that's my impression. But I do think that in the realm of making this sort of public policy and, and pushing for systematic changes or, or getting um, things that have been piloted by civil society and turn that into more, more systematic work on men and masculinities. And to do that, not only just address men, but to actually do it with a feminist analysis really at the at the core of the work I think that is, is is a development that is happening right now so the Spanish organizers have also stressed the, the, the importance to both get international voices into that to inspire and, and say something about how how this work can can happen but also to get some united front and they're going to present a declaration tomorrow that is, is hopefully this uh, core document that that people can gather around moving forward so it's it's a really interesting moment and, and some really hopeful developments, I think, that are happening here. It's also interesting for us within Men Engage Europe that there is this uh, nascent grouping Men Engage Iberia. So this is a regional grouping within Men Engage Europe. So it's 
really, you know, quite an interesting development for our, our network too, isn't it? Yes, definitely. And, and I think it all started like three years ago when we had a Men Engage a membership meeting in Vienna. And a lot of, of course, a lot of these, the Spanish men that have been involved in this work in different ways knew about each other and had some connections, but there was really no articulated and, and, and um, work being done together. So, but at that meeting, they decided to form and engage Iberia as a as a national or regional network because it's actually both Portugal and Spain, um, and there are organizations and individuals from academia, from civil society, and also individual uh, activists sort of joining together, and they've worked really hard from what I've seen in the last in the last two or three years to to also try to define what is it that we want to achieve together and how can we use our joint forces to sort of move things forward. So, yeah, it's really, really impressive. I mean, we don't have any country networks like that within Men Engage uh, in any other countries in Europe. So I think it's also an interesting example for... I'm impressed with the way it's developing and, and you know, uh, for Men Engage Europe as well. It's yes. important, these regional networks. Yes. No, and I think it's it's inspiring for, for all of us to see that, that, that way of coming together and sort of yeah, raising the the, uh, the bar of what what you can do actually when you come together. But actually, I mean, speaking for myself, I find what you're doing in Sweden with men really inspiring as well. I mean, how how is that going at the moment? Are you in, are, you, are things moving forwards? Would you say? Or? Yes. <laughs> yes, the work in Sweden is, is moving forward, uh, I would say yes. It's, uh, there's been a really good and interesting development on, on violence prevention and gender transformative violence prevention in the last couple of years that is still sort of moving and spreading. So I think we did a lot of the political positioning. So since 2016 we have a national strategy to combat men's violence against women that has preventive work with men and boys written into it very strongly and very sort of centered alongside support and uh, the criminal improvements in the criminal system and of course other other aspects but the preventive work is, is really sort of pushed forward in the strategy and what we see now is a spread um, in municipalities at schools within social services so that that has been going on and it's still sort of moving forward and more more actors are, are coming along and joining that work and I think the latest development is also that the um, the work with perpetrators and specifically the work with young perpetrators and uh, and any kind of sort of psychosocial support to to young men uh, and boys is um, is becoming more and more something that that we hear people talking about, like in the suicide prevention program, for example, that has been highlighted very clearly. So, so there are things moving forward, and there are some other things sort of not moving forward as much. Would it be right to say that um, men's violence has become more of a topic in Sweden in recent years? Because, I mean, my sense is that you know, uh, in the past, it was thought that well, you know. Sweden has this gender equality discourse. So how could how could this possibly happen in Sweden? You know, yeah. um, do you think that's changed a bit and there's a more recognition of I the nature and extent so. of men's violence? Yes, definitely. I think that, as as in many other parts, I do think that that the Me Too movement was and the way it was articulated in Sweden, not only with sexual harassment but also really from the from the 
the verbal abuses to the really severe uh, deadly violence it was all sort of highlighted uh, during the me too the me too revolution and and i think it it did change something in the public opinion on on the way this violence is, is still happening and it's not just happening somewhere else but everyone knew someone who had posted and knew that this was happening to women uh, in their in their so close to them so i do think that that was eye opening and and we see that things are also not moving forward sort of the way we hoped um, um, and um, yeah, what else? I mean, we had also a situation in Sweden uh, at the beginning of this year where um, there were, I think, five women killed by their by their partner or ex-partner in the period of two and a half weeks. So it was really, I mean, normally in Sweden and on average, there are like 15 to 17 women killed every year by a partner or ex-partner. But this was, it was like, the feeling was that this was on the news every day and there were... Um, lots of mistakes being made by social services in terms of um, uh, doing risk analysis or by the police and on, on making sure that these women were safe because all of these were women that were living in a really high-risk situation that was known to a lot of people and yet this could happen. So that sort of um, really uh, pushed the government with a lot of political support also from the opposition to take on uh, so for, during the spring everyone was talking about violence against women and in june there was a 40 point program uh, presented by the government with sort of 40 things that were going to happen to, um, to uh, accelerate the work to prevent men's violence against women and this is something we had since a year or two back a 36-point program on uh, gang-related violence mm. um, and criminality and youth criminality. Uh, so the women's movement have been pushing that and saying, okay, but where is mm. the at least 36-point yeah. uh, program yeah, yeah. on men's violence yeah. against women that is yeah. killing more people? Mm. It's, yeah. more, it's more mm. epidemic than, mm. than, than this violence that everyone is so keen on, on preventing. Yeah. So I think, of course, the 40... The 40-point program didn't come out of nowhere. It came from a lot of hard work from a lot of people, um, and, and uh, but still, it's um, it's important and it's significant, and, and we're still sort of following up on uh, how how that is being put into we practice. Have some of the same challenges that, that we and everybody else do about how do you implement this stuff. Yeah. You know, you get these declarations, programs, number yeah. of points, etc. But when it comes down to it what actually happens on the ground mm. you know yeah. that's the real challenge i think yeah and making it long term i think any mm. like we are one year or less than a year away from elections so right now the government is really keen on on showing that they are spending a lot on things that mm. that are important to the public but it's really really difficult to get things to become sustainable and long-term and actually last over time and as we know you don't sort of prevent violence in eight months or yeah. six mm. months or with a mm. yeah so that's that's the struggle i think we're all in yeah but on the other hand men engaged you know started 2009 here we still are yeah. 2021 we're yeah. making progress yeah. we're gaining members yeah. you know we're able to do more things yeah. so you just have to see all these yeah. things as a longer term struggle in some ways don't you yeah.
Yeah, and I think sometimes, I'm speaking for myself, but I think perhaps also other organizations in this work, that we are sometimes better at recognizing the things that haven't happened yet than to celebrate mm. the gains that we have actually made. So I think sometimes it's really good to sort of look back and see, like, where were we before? Yeah. So. One of those things that we see in Sweden is that 15 years ago, uh, my organization, every time we spoke publicly, it was to say that uh, this violence that you're talking about, it's, it has to do with gender, it has to do with the masculinity norms. Um, if you're talking about football violence or gang yeah. violence, it's, it's related to this. And men matter in the gender equality work. Like now we don't have to do that. There's someone else saying it and it's sort of there on the table so we can we can move on and say other things about like how do we change this then and what do we need to do and so that's a really really important progress that's been made yeah. oh, I think we need what you've achieved there absolutely I think yeah we have a lot to learn from uh, Sweden and what you've done there so thank you very much thank you So uh, we're now here with uh, Colm from uh, the Men's Development Network and uh, White Ribbon Ireland. Um, hi, thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, what do you make of the demonstration and your experiences today? Thanks very much, Stephen. Um, well, being here on the streets of Sevilla right now, there's a very positive energy. There's an energy for change. There's an energy of realization that men's, men, women, non-binary people, LGBT people, migrant people, a very intersectional group of people can come together and take a stance against gender-based violence. So I'm feeling enthused, I'm feeling energized, and I'm loving the vibes. And would this be the kind of thing that might happen in Ireland, or <laughs> you don't have anything like this? It's a great question, Sandy. I mean, <laughs> Ireland is in a very interesting space as a country that has been staunchly Catholic for a very long time. Um, the shackles have been breached in many respects as a result of certain scandals which occurred within the church over recent years. And these shackles have released a new generation of activism in Ireland. So in recent years, we've had, okay, back in the 1990s, the divorce referendum, we've had marriage equality, we've had women's reproductive rights. So there's this renewed activism in Ireland, something which has been expressed in a very positive way. And, and do you, is there anything that you take away from the march today and the, the demonstration that you would like to learn from or kind of perhaps replicate in some way in Ireland or yeah, just anything which has inspired you, I suppose? Yes, I think that there's a need for us as, as men who work in relation to gender equality to always remember that we're not alone, that there are other groups out there who face the same struggles we do, have the same joys, the same fears, the same anxieties. And at the end of the day, we are all working to change those harmful social norms, that gender conditioning, which often causes men to act in ways which is not their most authentic selves or not their best selves. And we must always remember to work in partnership I'm a great believer in European partnership and international partnership. Yeah. And I think we must always remember that, that we're not alone. Sometimes in Ireland we may feel alone, in the UK we may feel alone, yeah. but we're always there for each other, like we are right now. Yeah. So that's presumably something you get out of being at this Men Engage Europe meeting. Absolutely, absolutely. There's that sense of, there's that sense of solidarity, that sense of connection, especially post-COVID-19. Or maybe we're still in COVID-19, one can argue as well. But a period where Many of us have been very disconnected, very isolated, or meeting online, and it, it sometimes lacks that same sense of connectivity. 
So for me, this has renewed my sense of purpose. It's renewed my sense of engagement. And I will return to Ireland with new friends from all across Europe who've inspired me to continue my work in empowering men to be their best selves, their most authentic selves, and to be advocates for gender equality. Thanks. Paul. That's amazing. So Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, lads. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, folks. So we're here with uh, Yoni from the Men Engage Global Secretariat. Hi Yoni. Hello. Um, what do you make of what's going on around us? Yeah, I think it's a very special moment actually. So we're here together with uh, Men Engage Europe, which is uh, organizations from all around Europe uh, working to engage men and boys in uh, women's rights and gender justice. Um, and uh, really in the essence we're seeking to transform uh, masculinities that are violent um, and uh, trying to yeah to create a better world together and um, it's a very special moment to uh, have an opportunity to have uh, people doing that and organizations doing that from all around Europe here together in Sevilla in Spain um, of course uh, it's the first time uh, for I think all of us to travel uh, again and meet each other in person after about one and a half years of, uh, of COVID um, I think many of us here, and I definitely do feel very privileged to get the chance to, uh, to be here in person and um, to strategize together, you know, on how we can make the world a better place and do that with, with old and new friends. Um, special time, yeah. And this, and this demonstration is pretty exciting too, isn't it? I mean, you've just come back to live in Spain, I know, so you know, it's quite a sort of uh, introduction. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So way I am doing these things. Uh, yes, I am from the Netherlands originally, so I'm very much part of, uh, of Men Engage Europe. Uh, I work at the Men Engage Global Secretariat uh, that kind of coordinates the Men Engage work around the world. Um, but we are here now in, in Sevilla, in Spain, um, at a unique moment, I think, for our Spanish members and the Spanish community, because they have managed to organize a manifestation to end violence against women as uh, men or male allies. And, and there are, of course, not only men here, there are people from all walks of life, but it's an act of solidarity. And what I've been hearing from the people here in Spain uh, as part of the Men Engage Network is that it's really a hopeful moment for them and potentially transforming. They have managed to get the municipality supporting the manifestation. We're in the center of Sevilla. It's sending a political message that there can be no more violence against uh, women and uh, men are not having it anymore. So that's the message you're sending loud and clear. You can maybe hear the drums in the background. And so it's very inspiring to be part of. Uh, Men Engage Alliance has a sort of, has a global reach, doesn't it? I mean, have you encountered this kind of demonstration elsewhere? Yeah, I think they do happen. And of course, because of COVID over the last one and a half, two years, it's been very difficult to uh, to show up in public. No, we've almost been uh, pushed back into our houses. And then we've done a lot of online manifesting, I think. Um, but definitely, you know, women's groups, feminist movement has been organizing loud and clear on the streets for decades. And uh, so in that sense, this marching uh, and, and with the drumming and just showing up in public with the banners and is definitely something that's very much part of our movement. It has been for a long time. And I think what is newer, perhaps, is that uh, men are showing up in numbers and visibly 
part of, of this movement, so it's wonderful. So would you say this is something you'd like to see a lot more of, perhaps like, you know, in different countries, maybe different men engaged members organizing this kind of protest, you know, social movement type activities? Yes, I think it's very important for men to show up. I think it's important for men to show up in what is already being organized as well, right? So on International Women's Day, women's groups, the feminist movement has been leading marches all around the world uh, for quite some time. And so it's also important that men are present there, not take over the space, but to show up, um, to let women lead, but to be there and walk and march with us. And uh, so, yes, these marches are important and I hope uh, to see a lot more uh, people of all walks of life to be part of them. Yeah? Thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're back in the UK now, and we've uh, had a little bit of time to come down from that whole <laughs> experience in in Spain, which was extraordinary. But what did you think, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, as you said, it was extraordinary. It really had a, a big impact on me, to be honest. You know, to be part of uh, a, a movement of hundreds, if not thousands, of of people. Uh, you know, a very mixed crowd, men and women, um, taking action in such a kind of public way in, in this act of protest about, you know, the, the continued uh, pervasiveness of, of men's violence against women across society. And it, it was amazing to see these different banners, to see these different groups, to hear the, the samba band, you know, playing this really powerful music and taking over the street in that way with this really vital um, message. And yeah, I mean, you know, just looking at some of the different banners, which were, you know, being held, uh, for example, by different groups of, of men in particular, you know, often I noticed that I think on more than one of the banners, um, there was a slogan um, in Spanish, uh, which we think translates to um, silence makes us complicit, um, which actually I think, you know, is such a powerful uh, message to be sending out, uh, especially, you know, these banners, are, uh, these messages were being aimed at, at men. Um, and I think this has a lot of relevance to us in the UK at the moment, doesn't it? I think that's something which we've been talking about a lot more in recent months in the UK about the fact that actually, you know, if we're going to really seriously be able to stop uh, things like femicide and sexual violence uh, towards women um, in society, then yeah, we we men have to, we cannot stay silent anymore because it does make us complicit. You know, if we don't say anything when we hear a sexist joke or when we just see this violence happening all around us in society and, and doing nothing about it. So so I think it leaves a lot of um, reflections uh, on me about, you know, what, what more could I be doing? What more could we be doing as a society? You know, whether it's demonstrations like this or all sorts of other forms of, of action um, as, as well. What, what were some of your um, thoughts on, on it? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I thought it was it was truly impressive to see the activism on the street and the, the nature of the challenge to men out there, all of us, you know, um, putting that sort of front and center. Yeah, that that was truly impressive. And I think needs to be needs to be done. Um, I guess, um, I mean, thinking about it now, you know, you wonder whether it would be transferable to a UK or to, to another context, you know, and is that something that's specific to Spain, that they have that sort of activism um, that that makes that kind of demonstration possible? And, you know, I do think there there is perhaps a risk of, um, in the UK context anyway, of people, um, women's groups, feminists, maybe 
saying, well, is this is this an example of men taking over? You know, and you would need to think through um, some of the basis for undertaking an activity of this kind. And I think it's worth adding both that that demonstration sat within a, um, uh, a the context of a wider conference, which was precisely about men's engagement in tackling violence against women. So it didn't come from nowhere. And the other thing, of course, is that they have as I think Miguel said in, in his interview, uh, 15 years of activis- activism around this topic. Um, and he also said it was prompted by um, the Portuguese writer Jose Saramago. And I, I thought it, I'd, I've come back and I've looked up um, the short piece that, uh, that Saramago wrote um, in, a, in I think about July 2009 it's called a male problem and I just thought I'd end by by quoting from that um, and you know that will leave us with with something to reflect upon so Saramago says maybe a hundred thousand men only men no one but men should demonstrate in the streets while the women stand on the pavement throwing flowers at them that might be the signal society needs to begin to fight this unbearable disgrace from the inside and without delay, and to make gender-based violence, whether fatal or not, one of our citizens' principal sorrows and concerns. It's a dream, a duty. It could be more than just utopian. Now, of course, you could say, well, you know, men demonstrating and women standing on the pavement um, throwing flowers could be seen as as a a sexist sort of um, um, presentation. But uh, I think, you know, in a way, we understand um, the challenge that he's raising of of men taking action and men uh, putting this violence, their violence, front and centre. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose it raises those questions as well, doesn't it, about how can men, if if we are going to do something like this, how can we do so in a way which is, isn't taking over, is is working with women, being accountable to women, as appeared to be the case in Spain. But as you say, the fundamental point is incredibly powerful, isn't it, that many, many more men need to be speaking out about this and, and taking action. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, thank you uh, very much, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Okay, bye now. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Now and Men. Any references we mentioned will all be in the show notes. You're welcome to email us at nowandmen at gmail.com if you'd like to ask us questions or suggest a guest. And we're really keen that the podcast should be listened to by as many people as possible to encourage more men to think about issues of masculinity and gender equality. So please do follow Now and Men so the latest episode drops in your podcast feed as soon as it's released. You can also leave a review and share it among your friends and colleagues and look out for our next episode coming soon. So you take care, take care of each other and speak to you again soon.